Chodesh Kislev, finding life amidst the dead of night. We want to find a theme, a message, a meaning, a point of inspiration regarding this Tukufas Hashanah, the season of the year. Of course, our minds are immediately drawn to the Yantaf, which occurs in this month, the Yantaf of Hanukkah. Hanukkah is characterized by R, it is the Yantaf of light of the menorah, coupled with the salvation from Yavan from the Greeks who are called by the Medrash, Choshech, Choshech zu Yavan, darkness. We are dispelling the darkness of Yavan, the darkness of a lack of perception of truth, a lack of self-awareness, a lack of spiritual consciousness, awareness of Hashem. We are finding light to dispel all of that. Well, this R motif is so resonantly powerful when we think about this time of year, Chodesh Kislev, and what it represents in a northern hemisphere where Eretz Israel is situated. Because, of course, this time of year is the winter. Things are dark. The night time is longer than the daytime. Things are cold, which has all the associations of abandonment, frigidity, cold, the, the soil seems inorganic, the atmosphere seems dark, we feel abandoned, we can seem abandoned. Well, this time of year, Hanukkah, the Yantif of Aramist Choshech, is particularly resonant, it is perfectly staged this time of year to show us how a misseeming morosis we find hope, we find inspiration, self-confidence, and perception of the truth, perception of Hashem. And this idea can be teased out further from the writings of the Maral, where he notes that Chafhe Kislev is exactly the time of the pendulum shift, when the nights which seem to be getting longer and longer suddenly come to a halt. This process of ever-expanding nighttime comes to a halt, and now begins to become reversed. The nights are going to become shorter again. Exactly this time of year to symbolize that while it might seem dark and the shortening nights are largely not even noted by people because it's the winter and the nights are still increasingly long and the atmosphere is still increasingly cold. But the sensitive observer will note the pendulum shift. Nighttime is beginning to increase We are on this slow march towards spring and hope. We are finding Hashem and a positive future amidst morosis and despair. Maral actually, from this perspective, divides the year into four parts, four seasons, or tkufos, largely consistent with what we know as fall, winter, spring, and summer, called in Torah Tukufas Tishrei, Tukufas Teves, Tukufas Nisan, and Tukufas Thomas. And he notes that Hanukkah is corresponding to the beginning of a new Tukufa, the beginning of a new season, Tukufas Teves, loosely translated as winter. Well, this new season of winter is actually a time of hope, is actually a new, a segue into 
a part of winter which is actually pointing towards the spring which lies ahead as the days are becoming ever, as the nights, I apologize, are becoming ever so shorter. And the morale explains that this division of Tkufus Hashanah and Hanukkah ushering in a new season of the year is actually precise. Because while it might seem that Hanukkah is five days off from the new season, you might think that Tekufas Teves, this next season, ought to begin three months into the year. Aleph Tishrei is in Rosh Hashanah is the beginning of the first three months of fall, followed by the next three months. Winter ought to start on Chodesh Teves. Well, says the Maral, no. Chaf Hay is actually the appropriate time to start. Because think about it. Rosh Hashanah is not marking really the beginning of the creation of the world. It's marking the beginning of the creation of man. The world actually was first created five days earlier. If you do the math, if you do the arithmetic. Which means Chaf Hay Elul is the beginning of the world. So the first three months of Tkufas Teshrei actually take us up to Chaf Hay Kislev. So Chaf Hay Kislev so precisely symbolizes a new season of the year with new hope. How perfect, how precise. There is no sloppiness or looseness in this understanding that Chafei Kislev represents the new season. But something seems hobbled, seems out of sync in all of this. If Chafei Kislev and this next season is supposed to represent a transition from despair to hope. Well, why is it the season of winter? Tkufas Tevis is the season of winter, in contrast to the season of fall, which preceded it, the preceding three months of the year. And winter seems like a much more despairing time than fall, than the fall which preceded it. Think about it. During the fall season, we were not necessarily even suffering from the cold. We did not necessarily have at our coats, our mittens, our boots. It is now, it's Chafei Kislev time, the season of winter, when we are really facing the great despair, morosis of cold darkness. And yet the Torah, as explained by the Maral, is actually seeing this new season as a more hopeful transition than the fall season which preceded it. Something's out of whack here. Something is certainly out of sync here. And I think what we need to understand is, unlike the Western world, which measures people where they are, it measures people's status by how many letters are after their name, how much money they possess, present station in life is measured. In the Olam Haruchni, in the spiritual world, it's not that way. It is not present status, but rather the direction, the path that one is on is significant. You have an individual who is struggling in their Avodah Hashem, but they are moving in a positive direction. They are special. And Halil on the other side, if you have an individual who might be saintly in deed and in behavior, but he's in a downward spiral spiritually, 
Well, that is seen as negative. It is all a question of the path one is on, the direction one is on, the trajectory one is on. Are they working towards a positive place or Khalil the opposite? That's what's important. So the previous season of fall to Kufas Tishrei, while it might not be so dark, it might not be so cold, the fact that things are heading towards more winter, the nights are becoming longer, the atmosphere is becoming more frigid. That has negative abandonment sort of associations. Indeed, Tishrei is a time of din, Rosh Hashanah, a time of din, of toughness, of bitterness in contrast to the hope and of the spring, Pesach, Geula, and all of that. Tishrei has all of these negative associations. Even though Tishrei per se can be a relatively pleasant time, the beginning of fall, after all, is not so frigid, it is not so dark, but because we're heading towards longer nights, more frigidity, well, that symbolizes a movement, a segueing towards a negative place. Tkufas Tevis, on the other hand, the next season ushered in by Hanukkah, though it might be cold, though it might be dark, because the movement is towards light. The nights are ever so short, so slightly becoming shorter. The atmosphere is ever so slightly becoming less frigid as we're segueing towards spring. So that symbolizes a hope, a movement towards a positive place. That very powerfully and poignantly we come to understand this time of year that even if there's real problems in our lives, we're in a struggling place. Our avodah Hashem is lacking. Relationships are difficult. Hashem seems distant. But when there's that silver lining of positive movement, edging closer to a place where we want to be, the, the nighttime in our life is, so to speak, becoming a little bit shorter slowly but surely. That's what Hanukkah's all about. That's what hope is all about. That's what the little candle of Hanukkah dispelling the engulfing life around it is really all about. That's what makes the staging so perfect of Hanukkah this time of year, the winter, when we feel totally overwhelmed by Yavon, totally overwhelmed by struggle. And our candle is a little candle. The Hashmonam are a ma'atam, are few. The enemy is robbing. The darkness is so overwhelming. The winter is so overwhelming. But you see, there's a segue towards a positive place, beginning with that hope, that flame from within, that we feel it, we have the energy, and we energize ourselves to take on the fight and to slowly but surely get to the place where we want to go. This, I suggest, is not only a message of Hanukkah, but a message for the entire Chodesh of Kislev. The month of ushering in this next Kufas Hashanah. It is a month that we are preparing ourselves to leave behind any fearsome, bitter associations of the Yom Ram any senses of abandonment we've had in the, in the 
negative spiral of fall towards winter. Any sense of personal despair and choshech and to capture that hope of positive movement, of even baby steps of improvement as marked by the what's going to transpire during this month when the nights will become shorter. It's really the message of the entire Chodesh, I believe, which is a preparation towards Hanukkah. So I would suggest. But I want to find some final clue, some final powerful indicator that not simply Hanukkah, but the entire Chodesh of Kislev is really about this, is really about finding life amidst the dead of winter, finding hope amidst engulfing morosis. And the key is, and we'll conclude with this, I want to look at the mazel, the zodiac sign for this time of year. The zodiac sign for, Ke- for Kislev is Keshes, is a rainbow. The question is, what is the symbolism of a rainbow? What resonance and poignancy does it have for this time of year? And of course, we also have to study what is the meaning of the Keshes, the rainbow, in the Parshas Noach story, that immediately after the mob of the flood, Hashem sealed the bris, the covenant, that he was not going to destroy mankind again and utilize the symbolism of a rainbow. What is the powerful symbolism of a rainbow, both after Mabel and in Chodesh Kislev each year? So let's understand the basic dynamic, the, so to speak, the basic physics at work with a rainbow. You have powerful light, which when it is reflected through a prism, be it glass or be it water, while the light becomes refracted, an entire spectrum of color is revealed. Well, think about it at the time of the marble. During the marble itself, as Rashi notes, the sun largely didn't orbit the world. The celestial orbits in the solar system in general ceased to be. It First, in the aftermath of Mabel, the sun orbits again, and this powerful light and all the hope which that conveys, not only the light itself, but all the hope of a new world post-Mabel, looms with that great sun. The rays of that sun, how did it form a rainbow? What was the prism which refracted the light of that post-Mabel sun? Well, the prism was presumably any residual waters of the marble. The settling waters after the marble served as the prism to create the rainbow from the sun of post-marble. Here we have a tremendous irony. That sunlight of hope indicating an organic functioning world after marble, well, in a sense, that sunlight became improved or further revealed by the waters of the marble, the residual waters of the marble, which have all the associations of death, of destruction, of carnage, of hopelessness. It is those waters which actually served as the prism to reveal the great spectrum of the light and the hope of post-marble, as represented by the sun, which began to orbit again. That here we have the great realization that the light is not dispelled by the waters of the marble. The water, the light is actually further revealed by it because you see, struggle in life actually reveals all the colors within the light. You know what that means? 
It is when we suffer. It is when we are thrown into challenging situations and we have to access reservoirs of energy, of spiritual potency that we didn't know we had. Different colors, different hues of our great light, different kochos hanefesh, which lie latent within us, are revealed as we face down the marble and its waters, as we face down personal challenges, relational struggles, and all of that stuff. The waters of the marble do not distort the great light. The challenges in our life do not undermine our great personal energies. They actually bring to the surface our great personal energies. What lies latent within us, what lies latent within the light, is further revealed by the challenges. This is the symbolism, of course, of the waters of the marble, which do not dispel the light, but actually in this post-marble scene, they refract the light, and they reveal all the spectrum of colors within the light. What is validated here in the aftermath of the marble is, from now on, struggle will not be seen as the enemy. But struggle will actually be seen as the great refining cauldron, the great purging process. Hashem himself says, I am not going to destroy the world again when there are problems, when man is suffering spiritually, when man is misguided. Because I recognize, I am affirming that from now on, Amidst marble-worthy conditions, something positive will happen. People will utilize the suffering to grow. More hues of light. Aspects of kaychas hanefesh and personal energies of resilience, which otherwise would not be noticed, will be revealed. Specifically as people face down challenges and yitzahara and societal difficulties that are marble-esque in nature. That is the power of the Keshes. That is the icon, the symbolism of the Keshes after the marble. Finding hope amidst suffering. Not simply hope despite the suffering. Not simply positivity amidst the negativity. But actually, due to the challenges, the challenges reveal really what we are made out of. This, I suggest, is the meaning of Keshes as the mazel of Kislev. This time of year, this month which is ushering in Hanukkah and the final Tkufas Hashanah, the final period of winter, is showing how it might be winter. The challenges might be great. But the light of the menorah is going to burn ever brighter amidst those challenges. Because we are going to use difficulties in life. Everything which the winter represents. The inorganic nature of winter. The death. The morosis. The feeling of abandonment. We are not going to allow the power to go out, so to speak. We are going to find the power within. And this will reveal how the light of our neshamas is even more expansive in scope than we thought we will express which we didn't even know we had amidst the winter, not only the seasonal one, the season of winter, but the winters in our lives, the death, the feelings of abandonment in our life. We are an ever more 
beautiful spectrum of light because of the refracting May Mabel, waters of destruction, challenging waters of struggle which we all face. That is what the Mazel of Kislev is all about. That's, that is what this period is all about. We face down our tensions and our challenges, personal, relational, spiritual. We face them and we embrace them and we grow from it, them because they make us better. And that is the most promising light of all which is revealed, the light which can only be revealed amidst the darkness of winter, the life which only becomes revealed amidst the dead of winter.